Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm Jimmy Rosari. Police are investigating two incidents early Sunday where ATMs were vandalized at two community-wide federal credit union branches, one in Goshen and one in Mishawaka. It's led many to believe the two crimes may have been connected. Sunday morning, just after 6 a.m., Mishawaka police responded to a call at community-wide federal credit union on Lincoln Way East for a reported burglary. You could tell they were trying to get away from something, definitely. I mean, the tires screeching, all of it, like getting out of Dodge from something. I'm not really sure what was up. Shelby works at a business next door. She saw several men run away and knew something was wrong. A statement from Mishawaka police says a witness who called police saw the suspects run away from the scene. An undisclosed amount of money was taken from the ATM, but there is no more information at this time since the investigation is new. They came from the woods. There was about three of them. They looked pretty young, like I would say late teens, early 20s kind of kind of age. And um, they got into this black SUV. We determined it looked like a Durango, black Durango. And from there, Shelby told us she saw the three men speed off from the area. Just moments after, Goshen police were notified at 6.39 a.m. Sunday morning that the community-wide federal credit union in their city on Lincoln Way East had also been vandalized. We did reach out to Goshen police, but they didn't confirm if anything was taken from that ATM. Is there a connection between the two incidents? Neither Mishawaka nor Goshen police would confirm, but say they are actively investigating the incidents. WSBT's Tiana Baxter reporting. Another huge upgrade is coming to downtown Mishawaka. City leaders say phase one for the Mill apartment complex was extremely successful. Now the Mishawaka Common Council is giving the green light for phase two of the project. Developers say rent in phase two of the mill is expected to be anywhere from 1100 to 2000 a month and includes studios, one and two bedroom apartments. Flaherty and Collins will spend $43 million for this expansion. Tonight, the Mishawaka Common Council approving a plan for the city to pay a flat rate of $13.6 million through tax incremental financing, or TIF funds. So the debt service will increase as those minimum tax payments will, um, will increase as well. There is no other revenue pledged by the city or redevelopment commission for this project. It's solely the project TIF and the minimum tax payments um, provided by the developer. Phase 2 would be right next to Phase 1 at the old Uniroyal plant off the St. Joseph River. That plant was torn down in 2000 and has not collected taxes on the property since 1993. When it was torn down, the intent was to develop a property like this. City officials say the first phase of the mill at Ironworks Plaza was very popular, seeing the huge demand for studio apartments filled quickly. As has been reported to us, um at 100% capacity with a waiting list of people who want to live in the mill phase one. And anecdotally, I believe that the community has embraced the restaurants that are in place. 
On top of residential spaces having a wait list, the retail area has thrived. Social Cantina and Sun King Brewery tell developers they're happy with the success from this development. Phase 2 will have a spot for a high-end restaurant on the waterfront. The developers tonight sharing some interesting data on who is in the first phase of the mill. 80% are new to the city and 30% are new to the state. WSBT's Sean English reporting. The community is mourning and remembering the life of Ernestine Racklin. The 95-year-old spent her life supporting causes and philanthropic efforts around South Bend and beyond. A service was held Tuesday at Sacred Heart Basilica at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's Basilica of the Sacred Heart was full of those who knew Racklin, all there to remember the mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, and friend to many. Racklin was connected to the University of Notre Dame community since birth, raised in South Bend. She was one of the first women elected to Notre Dame's Board of Trustees and several other boards throughout the community. She is being remembered today for her service, compassion, and generous spirit. Ernie was kind to us, regardless of our age, color, or social status. She made each of us feel like we were a good person with many gifts, with a chance to make a difference. Most recently, Racklin made possible the Racklin Murphy Museum of Art on the south side of Notre Dame's campus. It is scheduled to open this fall. WSBT's Juliana Ferfari reporting. A first-of-its-kind app aims to help teens in southwest Michigan find jobs through their phones. The app, called Emerge Skilled, has a goal of not just connecting them with employment, but eventually finding a career. Teens in southwest Michigan will soon have a quick way to connect with potential employers. All through their mobile devices. This is a pre-LinkedIn for high school students, uh, maybe community college students, and, and even uh, four-year you know, college students that are looking for opportunities at home uh, during the summer. And in order to access this new app that can help local teens gain employment, they won't even have to look up from their phones. Emerge Skilled is a first-of-its-kind app that aims to show Southwest Michigan teens job opportunities they may not have been aware of. There are a lot of people working really hard in the Niles community to explain to these local students what sort of uh, great career paths they, they have right in their own neighborhood. And so they attend career fairs, uh, They we do manufacturing tours for some of the students, but then the, the conversation sort of falls flat after the fact. And so this Emerge Skilled platform goes to where the students are at, and that's on their phones. The state of Michigan originally developed this concept to try and create workforce development initiatives. Local chambers were then encouraged to bring this to their smaller communities. What we've really been doing is trying to figure out how can we remove the barriers uh, for all of our students in the entire county relative to post-secondary either education or careers. And in many cases right now, there's a shift in our local industry to where our employers are saying, look, send them to us first and then we'll educate them. Then we'll get them the training that'll lead to the certification or a two-year degree or a four-year degree. The main goal is to help area students gain employment. But Dr. Applegate says that's only a short-term goal. He's thinking further down the road. Our ultimate goal is to get our students connected to high-paying careers after high school, and they're available. Those high-paying careers are here. They have advancement attached to them. They had additional learning opportunities attached to them. The app is expected to be ready for use by mid-September. WSBT's Leo Goldman reporting. 
Indiana's Division of Mental Health and Addiction under the Family and Social Services Administration says it's investigating the troubled Praxis Landmark Recovery Facility that had three deaths and an overdose in one week. St. Joseph County leaders want the state to revoke the facility's license. Employees who were there when the facility opened say they aren't surprised it's come to this. Praxis Landmark Recovery in Mishawaka, the largest single Medicaid rehab facility in Indiana with a capacity for 160 patients. Former Assistant Director of Nursing Cheryl Hollingsworth says they were supposed to gradually get to that number, but she alleges they got there within the first month. We did not have uh, staff. I never even really... Um, got to function as the assistant director of nursing because I was needed on the floor. Hollingsworth says patients were sneaking into the medication carts and claimed security was limited with patients sneaking out and drugs somehow getting inside. That's where it kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, wait a minute, what's going on? This is a rehab facility. There should be no drugs in here whatsoever. A former patient engagement specialist Kelsey Farver claims the program's success was iffy, with patients leaving against staff advice nearly every day when she was there. And they weren't being fed. They were going. They were going without. Um, you know, hygiene products. They were being left in rooms and forgotten about for hours when in that, that's very serious. There's people detoxing and, and they can die. All three former employees claim these issues had been brought to upper level management within the first couple months, but changes were not sticking. It just seemed to me more like a money issue rather than, and, and how many we can get in here and get through here. Um, as opposed to we are here to help, you know, this patient get off of alcohol and drugs and be successful and, um, and, and move forward. I've reached out to Landmark Recovery today with questions, including when they've met capacity at the very start of the Mishawaka facility and if they sent video to local officials. So far, I have not heard back. WSBT's Erica Finke reporting. The current drug crisis, mostly fueled by fentanyl, has police departments nationwide fighting an uphill battle. Now, the South Bend Police Department has a new device that will help the battle. The device, known as the MX908 by 908 Devices, takes small samples of any substance, visible or not, and determines what it is. Kyle Dombrowski, a lieutenant at the South Bend Police Department, says the device is helpful for officers on crime scenes, especially because of the, quote, huge topic related to drugs and the uptick of suspicious substances on the streets. Whether it's in the fake prescription pills or unknown powders or substances or anything, you know, we don't know what's going on in, you know, today's age. The department has two other devices, one for their strategic focus unit and the other for crime lab personnel. The device itself is portable with a digital screen and different options on what to screen, either explosives or substances. The device also has handles on the side, making it easy for the officer to use in the field. Lieutenant Dabrowski added the device can test anything from liquids to powders, basically any substance that may be useful in an investigation. It actually breaks it down. So sometimes drugs, you know, will have different, you know, fillers or other substances to fill it, whether that could be, you know, laxative, you know, aspirin, caffeine, etc. Uh, so it will tell you that. So whatever's in that trace amount, it will give us a, a breakdown. Dabrowski says not all officers are trained to use the device, but it could easily be transported to a scene where it's needed by a trained officer. WSBT's Gabby Luma reporting. There's many questions surrounding the smell coming from the wellness pet company's pet food factory in Mishawaka. In 2021, the Mishawaka Common Council gave the company a tax break to fix the issue. That was rescinded back in May when the Common Council did not see a positive result from the money. Some neighbors say they haven't noticed the smell as much, and some say it hasn't gotten any better. 
The unpleasant smell comes from odors released when cooking the pet food. Wellness Pet had a system installed in March and told city officials the problem would be resolved. So I'm confident that as we get this system running properly, we're going to take care, we'll be able to prove through testing that the system works and that you know, the odor will be abated. That was back in April. Mishawaka Common Council member Woody Emmons lives near the Wellness Pet facility. He says the plant has worked less on the weekends and he's heard a positive response. But some neighbors we spoke with don't think much progress has been made. Travis Venna and his family has lived in the area for more than two decades. He says he's seen the filter stack moving frequently and he believes that is impacting the air quality. And it seems like they're building a, a filter stack and it'll be tall as can be one day and it'll be short the next. And overnight, I've even watched them take it up and down. And it's, uh, I think that it's definitely playing a role in the quality of air around here. But houses closest to the plant say they have noticed an improvement. Jill Mink has lived across the street for more than 20 years. And she is happy the issue is finally being addressed. It's been like this since I've lived here, that smell, but it's not as bad now as it was there. You know, I've seen them out here working on it, but it, it would get so bad you couldn't even get outside. Now, I did reach out to Wellness Pet for a comment and did not hear back. Many council members say the company has been a good neighbor by keeping its workforce, and they hope they can keep working to reduce the smell coming from the plant. WSBT's Sean English reporting. That huge Amazon warehouse in Elkhart County was supposed to open in May. The giant distribution center between County Road 17 and County Road 19 near the toll road has yet to open. It's just a matter of uh, waiting and seeing how this all unfolds. According to Elkhart County Commissioner Susan Weirich, a lot of the delays that the Amazon warehouse has experienced come from the changes within the facility. I know they've had some design changes since the original uh, facility was designed and I think they're retooling that and we will continue to welcome and wait for them. The facility is a massive 800,000 square feet and will offer around 1,000 full-time jobs. They've put $100 million at least um, in this whole project or it will be in that whole project when time is, is done. and. Um, there's no way they're not coming. It's just a matter of when. WSBT also reached out to Amazon, asking when the building will be opening and when hiring will begin taking place. A spokesperson told us, quote, the facility slated in Elkhart remains in our plans. While we don't have a specific launch date to share right now, once we have a better sensing of timing, we'll work with the community and employment organizations in the area to hire local residents at the site. Even through major delays, county commissioners are excited for the new addition to the area. Elkhart County is absolutely very excited for the, um, the new jobs with Amazon and the development in that facility. They've done some great things on the property. They've done some wonderful things to encourage us to continue to do that workforce development. We're definitely looking forward to automation. WSBT's Tiana Baxter reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM. WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 